Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtywhoers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oolong Sputters Sputnik. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President Sen. Hello ladies and gentlemen. It's been a while. It's probably been a real while by the time that this comes out because we've got a new <laughs> series and we've been shit and my computer's broken and the prof's been really busy. So we've got two episodes in the can and we're going to do another two episodes now and then the new series is going to come out and we're just fucked. God knows when you're going to get this. You're going to get this. Welcome to the Christmas episode of... <laughs> this is coming out and we don't care anyway it's not like we're actually you know bothered so so true so true the wheel of who honestly there is a wheel of who said we should review image of the fandal which is exactly what we did so we'll get some ratings and stuff in a minute our rating system as you know is based on how much we would pay for a 70s prostitute or gigolo starting at the bottom with a free bj five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars fifty dollars right up there at the top of the shaft. Shouldn't that be starting at the front bottom? Mm. The front bottom. It's not like the top bollocks. The front bottom. Yes, if it's a free BJ, you wouldn't want to be starting with the bottom, would you? You'd want to be starting at the front bottom. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, mm. the bank up BJs and all like that. Yeah. Mm. Making no sense to the rest of the world. Let's move on. It's so we're going to review Image of the Fendal, directed by George Spenton Foster, who did a few other episodes as well. He did, well, he didn't actually, he only did Reboss Operation, but he did loads of Blake 7 and stuff, and that's pretty much, that was the death of his career after that. He never was. Oh, and Reboss Operation wasn't. Yeah, exactly. That explains so much. So this is season 15, going back to Tom Baker. Louise Jameson. Louise gets a new outfit in this. It's before before Sunmakers, but after Invisible Enemy, but it's not got K9 in it. Because there was some grass involved and K9 didn't do grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't even do a beach, let's face it. They had to drag him on string. Anyway. General gist of the story, I'll just fucking go and watch it. If you haven't watched it, pause this, go and watch it, come back. Okay, so let's get some ratings out of the way. Fuchsia, would you like to start? Yes, I would say twenty with a big tip and that big tip would be don't go staring into glowing skulls or if you are going to stare at glowing skulls go and tell somebody else that the bloody thing's glowing Terence? I agree with that 20 Flat 20? Nothing extra Yeah Flat as Louise Jameson's chest Ten. Uh, A 10 uh, I might ask for change if I'm not in a good mood at the end Sun belly fluff I'm going to go for 20. It's only just a 20, though. It is only just a 20. But I've got a soft spot for it because, you know, I remember being small and watching it. And it was it was right in the middle of my era of watching Doctor Who, most, you know, yeah. obsessively, anyway. So it was over four episodes, 25 minutes each. It's remarkably painless to watch because it's so short. We're going back to 1977, year of the Queen's Silver Jubilee, year Star Wars came out. My God. Mm-hmm. Year I was born. No way, you're that young. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck you. You're such I've a got, baby. I've got a pair of Dunlop green flash that's older than you. <laughs> 
Shit. Right. Let's get some reviews out of the way. Who wants to go first? I think Sen should justify his crappy score. Oh, okay. there, there we go. I didn't think of a similar. Ten's not that crappy. You can describe Ten as meh. Yeah. Indifference. Just tell me you meh, Sen. It'll tide me over until someone hot comes along. I guess it felt a lot like an RTD episode to me. There oh. was, There was... <laughs> Some brilliant character interaction. There were some great one-liners. And for the time, they actually did a a fairly respectable job with some of the visuals. The sluggy thingies were kind of crap in some spots, but but some of the the Fendal stuff was actually cool. I love the makeup. That was neat. So Mm -hmm. it looked good. It flowed good. You know, it didn't drag. And yet, at the base of it was an utter pile of shit story. There was nothing. Oh, really? I don't think so. Okay, so so let's take a look at this. The most powerful race in the universe was essentially unable to defeat these creatures. Why didn't they just make a squirt gun with salt water? (laughs) (laughs) They don't have slugs on Gallifrey. Nobody knew. No, but the whole point of how the Fendal got her power was to have enough embryos to complete the circle. And without them, she couldn't. And they threw a bunch of salt at them, and that broke up the whole plan. So the Time Lords had to do a whole bunch of fancy, timey-wimey, let's lock her in time and all this bullshit. All they had to do was just fly a big-ass old spaceship with about a million tons of salt in it and drop it on the planet. (laughs) Problem solved. Okay, perhaps that element, all right, okay, perhaps that little bit doesn't stand up That's... Fake examination, but this is the story. problem with Sen is that he does examine everything really closely, and then oh, of course, no, it's about everything. <laughs> you know, I, I think the acting carried it. That's why it was fun to sit down and watch. It did flow well. It moved, but at the end of the day, you kind of looked at it and went, "Okay, so there's a great build-up," and then someone went. Fuck, we're in episode four. We've got to figure out a way to kill these things off. <laughs> Let's open up the kitchen cupboard and see what we can have them throw at it. Yes, but they well, didn't have any Wiccan witches, you know, on Gallifrey or slugs, you know. Oh, except How the whole Pythia, which founded that mythology in the entire universe. Oh, mm. damn it, you have an answer for everything. Well, I suppose it's no different to chicken vinegar at Slovene. Yeah, yeah, and when it comes down yeah. to it, it's Doctor Who. It, it's a family yeah. show. It's, well, it's and, kind of really for kids, and who, despite uh, having loads of Cthulhu shit going on. Who wrote the Slovene <laughs> episode? Yeah, right. which it's is a bad why episode. I, which is what I, why I started my review the way I did. Which is kind of funny because that witch lady, her last name is Tyler. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Mrs. Pooh. The Americans aren't going to know what the hell we're talking about. But, yeah, that was Mrs. Pooh from To the Manor Born, yep. playing yet another mad old bat. But She's she, very good yeah, at playing mad old bat. around the same sort of time. It would have been about the same time, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that lady. She's, like, one of my favorite characters in the story. And I kept on thinking, it reminded me of those movies in the 70s with Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee and Vincent Price or, you know, weird-ass spooky yeah. stories that didn't quite make sense, but were, like, fun and atmospheric. I didn't find the story that lacking. I mean, I I wouldn't have dreamt in a million years to think about the salts, Gallifreyans, connecting those two story points. But then I'm not the genius that Sen is. Also, I like the use of sound in this story. I thought it was really good. It added a lot of the creepiness, all the sounds of the machines, and then the skull humming and stuff. I thought that was really good and kind of added humming. to the whole creepiness. Humming. Yeah. 
Just beware of any humming. My favorite characters were the suspicious uh, country folk and how Leela suddenly was in her element when she meets those yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, she totally <laughs> understands them. They make total sense to her. The scientists know, but those guys, she's just like, oh, yeah, of course. Whatever you say. Salt? Sure. Naturally. All the names of people was... It was fun that they all had these, like, significant names. Engelman. First off, I wanted to say that Tom held everything together and drew you in by being very serious in this story most of the time and really being intense. And that whole scene with him almost being taken over by the skull, that was awesome mm. cliffhanger. And, Did I uh, save your life? <laughs> yeah, bless her. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. At the end, the doctor's talking to that one scientist who was like totally clueless the whole time. And then finally it dawns on him. Oh, my God, we're fucked. You know, <laughs> he's already under control of the thing. And the doctor goes, well, here's a gun. You can kill yourself. I know. <laughs> it's such a nasty ending. It's horrible. That was, that was so It is brilliant. Harsh. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It was so harsh. I was just flabbergasted. I was like, oh my god. No wonder Mary Whitehouse was disgusted with the show. But still. Yeah, fuck her. Yeah, fuck her. I loved it. So I found out that the house belonged to Mick Jagger. Yeah, it's the same one from Pyramids of Mars. Ah, okay. Because it reminded me of the one from Pyramids of Mars. I'm like, God, there's a reason for that. Ah, okay. I'm going to say that even though the story isn't terribly original, the telling of it was well done. I liked all the editing between that lady scientist going back to the skull and and the skull overlapping her face and stuff. I I thought it was good. It was good. The slag creatures were kind of lame, but otherwise... Oh, yeah, but they good. were very Cthulhu, very Cthulhu. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 I, I really enjoyed it. I was gripped, and the the dialogue was great. Yeah, there was the, the dialogue was really good. It was a nice one, actually. And yeah, Sen's right, the bit with the slug and the salt. You'd hope the Time Lord would have figured that one out. But, yeah. but it is interesting that the Doctor goes on about psychic powers being tied to growing up next to a time rift. Yes. <laughs> Considering yeah. that the next yeah. one that we're going to do is Unquiet Dead, it was just like, ooh! Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. That's really nice. And this is the first time that kind of appears in any of the storylines, as far mm. as I'm aware. Um, that sort of theory, the rift theory, basically growing up on a rift. I think mm. it's the first time it shows its face in Doctor Who. Yeah. Ooh, Sam, I, I mean, is this the first one where they go on about time-locking planets out of things as well? Yeah, mm. I, I'd have to really look over episodes like The Chase and The War Games and stuff, but as far as I know, it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Good mythos episode in general, I thought. It's a really dark episode, particularly the way it goes at the end. The Doctor acknowledges the fact that there's nothing that he can do for him, but he can save himself, sort of, (laughs) by shooting himself through the head, which is lovely. So yeah, it is. It's a really dark, nasty little story. And it's a really effective one as well, because there are some very good character actors in there. There's some proper hams in there as well, bless them. Uh, Yeah, Um, but even the hams are pretty good. Yeah, they are pretty good. It's just... I can't, you can't say fun, can you, when it's <laughs> people killing themselves? But it's it an fun. interesting story, and it's a one where, yeah, you don't feel like it's dragging because they are clipping through there at a fair old rate. Yeah, I mean, they're 25-minute episodes, to be honest. They could have, I thought they could have stood to be a little longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it is one of the few where you, you don't think 
well, this is padded. Dear God, they could have finished this an hour and a half ago. I guess if you're not watching it all in one go, it's a little bit slow. And I kind of remember that as a kid, that nothing much happens for the first couple of episodes. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a glowy skull kind of thing, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, that's but then, true. fuck that's me, true. it all cracks off at the end, doesn't it? It does, well and truly. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Wanda Ventham's really good in it. And that's obviously mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch's mum. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. pops up in a lot of things around this sort of time. And Sen's right. I mean, the makeup for her, for the eyes. It's great. So was such a nice idea. Yeah. That, Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, it works really, that. really well. They use that in the new series. I wanted to ask you guys if you caught something. This whole fifth planet thing. Yes. Mm. So I, I've got a quote of it here. The doctor said... Okay. I've been checking the old data banks. There's no record at all of the fifth planet. Leela says, does that matter? Well, of course it matters. We time lords are very meticulous people. You have to be when you live as long as we do. All information's recorded. So they were approaching Earth at the time, which implies that they're talking about what is now the asteroid belt in our solar system. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Now, considering the doctor lived on Earth through his entire third incarnation, that implies that the time lords altered the timeline at this point and blew up the fifth planet of our solar system. What was on the fifth planet? They never uh, resolved it. Now, well, I, I thought it was because it was the Fendal was there, so they just sort of like but blew they the were, shit out of it and locked it away. But they were Kablooey. The, the Fendal were time locked, which means there would be no debris. There would be nothing. Mm-hmm. It was removed from mm-hmm. time. So what the hell is the rubble that's the asteroid belt now? And why did it surprise the doctor? Mm-hmm. It's like they just mm-hmm. left that one hanging. It's almost like they were setting up for something later in the season that never never came to pass. That seemed like a neat little tidbit. Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. They're going to have us land on, on an ancient planet in our own solar system, and then nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sad. I feel sorry for you catching all these little tiny minutiae and then basing theories on it, and then they never come true because TV production never quite works so well. Yeah, true. I think this was the second time that Tom Baker does the Would You Like a Jelly Baby and actually hands over some licorice all sorts, which, you know, if you're expecting jelly babies, is distinctly disappointing. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Okay, so I've got absolutely nothing left to talk about now. Um, Oh, come on. What the fuck can I say? You guys have said it all. So much for taking turns. It was very Dennis Wheatley. I enjoyed it. Everything else has been said. Shit, fuck. I was so excited when they said they're bringing out an action figure set for this one. And then I saw the set. <laughs> it's a bit crap. Um, it's a bit cardboard background. Because I remember loving this as a kid. And it was kind of that start of that, you know, sort of run of, of, of classic horror. And I mm. love it when Doctor Who goes a bit Cthulhu. Because it always is and will be a bit H.P. Lovecraft. Because it's got that mythos hanging around in the background. Mm. And this is one of the stronger ones. Yeah. And everything else yeah. has been said. Because isn't horror a fang rock somewhere around this time as well? Yeah, quite a few. Aren't yeah, it is. Yeah, Brain and Morbius, etc. This is a good season, isn't it? This is strong. Yeah. I mean, arguably speaking, Image of the Fendal, which again, the whole thing you brought up, Ulan, this may be the weakest of the season. I was never a big fan of Sunmakers, to be fair. No, Sunmakers oh. is dull. I've never managed oh. to get through it. Really? I and love Jesus, filling in a tax return. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I think Sunmakers is the exact opposite of this episode because it's such a fascinating and in-depth premise about how the future yeah. could end up. I loved it too. I thought I, when I watched Sunmakers, I was like, oh, we're heading that way, maybe. What else have you got? Invasion uh, of Time? Yeah. Horror of Fang Rock, Invisible Enemy, Image of the Fendal, Sunmakers, Underworld, Invasion of Time. That's all solid. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's it. Invisible Enemy. 
I don't oh, come remember on, it's very all well. Right. It's, it's a lot like of Tom and, and Leela spinning around going down a syringe. And the shrimp, right? With the giant shrimp. Oh, is that the yeah. giant shrimp one? Oh, God, that's yeah. awful. I don't, I don't have great rep memories of that one. But the professor dude was one of the strongest guest stars they've had in a while. Mm. And, of course, mm. that is where they get canines I know. From, so. And that was that's the first true. doctor who I ever saw. Invisible. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. right, cool. Yeah, that that's a good one, one. actually. That's good awesome. one. Yeah. yeah. So... It, soft spot for that one. Giant I remember Visible oh. Enemy was one of those where I actually saw every episode because it was hard because there were so many episodes when you're a kid because your parents want to do things on Saturdays and not every bomb pot in law wants to sit through Doctor Who in complete silence, you know. <laughs> and uh, now, of course, we just catch up with it or download it or iTunes it or what have you in minutes. You don't know you're fucking born. <laughs> okay, folks, are we all happy? Should we go for some quotes? I think we should go for some quotes. Okay, well, in that case, I'm fucking going first because you guys said everything else. And I have to go with, Dr. Fendelman, I think you're having an industrial relations problem. I rather liked Adam, actually. He, I remember him annoying the shit out of me a few times I've watched it, but now I just bask in his cheesiness. He's <laughs> great. I like when they're out there creeping around and the doctor is with Leela and Leela's, I don't know, she's making some kind of sign to him and He's like, what is it? She goes, there is a guard. I shall kill him. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, no. And she's like, well, why not? You'll upset the dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of good lines in this, actually. Some of the dialogue mm. is very snappy. And one of the really good ones from the end is where it's, you've got Fendelman and Adam sort of tied up together and Fendelman's going, but I trusted him. And Adam's going, yeah, well, I didn't and I'm going to end up just as dead as you if that's any consolation. Yeah. She's like, nice. (laughs) Nice comeback. Well, that's funny that the same one I looked at was from those two bantering as well. It said, uh, Adam goes, there's a corpse by the wood. What sort of corpse? (laughs) A dead one. What other sort (laughs) is there? Yeah, his delivery is great for our actually. It is really good. He's so sardonic yeah. for our. <laughs> they're they're all the, it's a good supporting cast in general, it isn't is, it? Yeah, and and I do like the the, the sort of hillbilly pikey kind of bunch yeah. in the, in their little hut. And I remember they're as awesome. a kid again. I remember as a kid. I keep saying it, but I remember the fetchbra thing and actually learning something from that. Ooh, fetchbra. Ooh. <laughs> Because I lived in a little sort of country place, which was a bit like that, around that sort of time. I lived in a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere. As did Senna over in America. Well, actually, no, you were busy being born, but still. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you were the age that I watched this, you were living in pig's knuckles nowhere. The sort of shit they have at the end of the news where there's a tap-dancing tortoise as well, weren't you? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it made me think about place names. And I remember having a passing interest for a while in why places were called places and learning what a Kirk and an Orm and all this sort of stuff was. And mm. so that's, there you go, Doctor Who, it does inspire your education. Can I have another quote? Go on as we've all had to go. The one where uh, that guy says, you've both escaped from somewhere, haven't you? And the doctor was like, frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think we're done here. Yeah, it wasn't mm. bad, was it? Go on, so. It's, it's a good one. I do like it. Um, I always compare it to the rest of a Doctor's tenure, though. So I could only give it a 20, because you have got some fucking outstanding stuff in the Tom Baker years. But there again, he did it for, what was it, seven, mm. eight years? Something like that. Fucking mm, surprising. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't have, like, a year off and just do two big episodes or only wink like that, which makes yeah, you... Right. Mm. <laughs> He was very lucky to have a good run. Very good run. Yeah, and he wasn't mad. 
You know, by yeah. this time he wasn't. As no, like he a wasn't. Solid actor in this episode. Yeah, really. This season, mm-hmm. yeah. Solid. Yeah. Well, Tom is. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at this. You only got to look at some of his films. I mean, all right, some like Sherlock Holmes are fucking dreadful. But you know, his <laughs> Simbad stuff and things like that. And then he, an amazing stage actor. I've seen him um, on stage a few times. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. You never heard my story about Tom Baker getting me pissed. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 on stage anyway. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Yeah. So I think I think our work here is done. Next time we're reviewing the Unquiet Dead, which is a Christopher Eccleston episode. A bit of, bit of news. One of our friends. I'm not sure if he wants to start going by a non de plume uh, in the same way that we do, or if he's going to use his real name or what have you. Has very kindly agreed this evening to help Terry and I with the content that goes up on our Facebook and Google Plus page. So you know who you are, and thank you very very much. And there's a good chance that they're going to be joining us intermittently for the occasional podcast as well when we have a special yeah. event like a, a series or something like that especially in these days counts as all four of us actually managing to coordinate our diaries <laughs> to in the same I know, place I know and they're American so we don't stand a fucking chance because you know they can't oh, clock yeah. Yeah, shit, can <laughs> yes well thank you to that person also thanks to everybody who posts to our Facebook and sends us stuff and to our Google Plus for Terry and who follows us on Twitter we really 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 appreciate your support it, it's weird it's weird <laughs> yes it's very weird like why 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 weird yeah and more and more people listen yeah, to it we, that's very strange but yeah whatever yeah so if you love us, go to iTunes and click on the button because we haven't got a name that's got Doctor Who in it. We're called the Dirty Hoers. Um, we're more infamous than well known. Um, <laughs> so if you could go and give us a vote and just say these guys are like mad but awesome, irreverent but knowledgeable, or whatever you want to put, that would be really cool because um, then more people find out about this piece of shit and they will come and download it, and um, that will be adequate. It's lovely when he's this enthusiastic, isn't it? <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm gone. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh, yeah. We're also on Facebook. See you next time. Right. How um, many drinks have you had? I've had um, a couple of inches out of a bottle of wine. I've just opened a bottle of Jameson's. So don't worry. By the oh, time we get to one dad, I'll be I'll be kicking. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine fat, as we say. Where me and oh no! I think the other word you're looking for is palatic. Also, while we're on the topic, James, if you're listening to this, happy Yorkshire Day. You get. Oh come on! By the time this comes out, that'll be months back. Yorkshire Day. <laughs> 2015. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's more realistic. <laughs>